Hey, and welcome to the Mickey and Minutes podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 28, Mickey 90 Part 3, A Brief History of Fantasmic. absolute favorite Disney nighttime spectacular is Fantasmic. It's the epitome of Disney. It of course stars Mickey Mouse and features tons of timeless characters from some of our favorite Disney classics. It combines videos projected on the mist screens, live performers, and huge set pieces. There's fire, lasers, and even a huge Maleficent dragon. And of course, the music is iconic. It's something so amazing you just have to experience it. I actually grew up seeing the show at Hollywood Studios almost every trip. It was something I always looked forward to, and still do today. Even now, my Disney trips feel incomplete without it. I was also able to see the original Disneyland version a few years ago, and since I'm such a huge Peter Pan fan, I obviously adored that one too. Last week, on October 15th, we actually celebrated the 20th anniversary of the Hollywood Studios version. So, since it's my favorite show, and it stars Mickey Mouse, I figured it's the perfect topic for part 3 of my special Mickey 90 series. So on this episode, I'm going to give you a brief history of Fantasmic. Fantasmic originally opened in Disneyland on May 13, 1992, but the idea for a new nighttime show on the Rivers of America had actually been floating around for nearly a decade. They wanted to make Disneyland a little bit more exciting after dark. Then, in 1989, when Disneyland was getting ready to celebrate its 35th anniversary, Disneyland senior show director Barnett Ricci began planning for a high-tech show with lasers, mist screens, and live performers but this show was going to take place in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. That show never came to fruition, but as we all know, no good idea ever dies at Disney. Finally, a couple years later, on the heels of the technically advanced nighttime spectacular Illuminations, replacing Laserphonic Fantasy at Epcot and Walt Disney World, then-CEO Michael Eisner finally gave the green light for an epic new show for Disneyland. So Ricci knew just what to do. She dusted off the idea for a high-tech castle show, moved it over to the Rivers of America, and partnered up with both Walt Disney Imagineering and Walt Disney Feature Animation 
to create a show called Imagination. It was of course later renamed to the iconic Phantasmic. The word Phantasmic is actually a play off the word Phantasmagoria, which is defined as a sequence of real or imaginary images like those seen in a dream. But Disney also likes it if you think of Fantasia when you hear the word. I've always thought the name was perfect for the show, but now with all that being said, I honestly can't think of a better name. The creation of the show called for a long construction process involving the Rivers of America to be completely drained, the Mark Twain Riverboat and the sailing ship Columbia to be dry docked, and Tom Sawyer's Island to be refurbished. And while all the sets and infrastructure were being constructed, Richie and her team over at Walt Disney Feature Animation were searching through Disney film footage to find the perfect clips that would look great on the water screens and go seamlessly with the new original storyline. This process alone took months. Then the footage had to be re-edited to match the timing of all the water, fire, and laser effects. Then of course, all of that had to be perfectly synced to the beautifully orchestrated original score, which was composed and arranged by Bruce Healy. All the months of meticulous work by everyone involved, of course, paid off. The show is fantastic. Or should I say, phantasmic. It became so popular in Disneyland when it first opened that a massive, entirely new outdoor amphitheater was constructed in Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, specifically for a brand new version of the show, which debuted on October 15, 1998. Then the show was even retooled again for Tokyo Disney Sea. That version opened on April 28, 2011. And a few years later, on January 11, 2016, the original Fantasmic at Disneyland closed along with the Rivers of America for a big refurbishment to make room for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But of course, it reopened again about a year later on July 17, 2017 with a new updated version of Fantasmic. So what makes Fantasmic such a fan favorite? It's not just all the special effects and familiar characters, it's the exciting original storyline. Fantasmic opens with just a narrator setting the tone for the show by giving you a quick overview of what's to come. Welcome to Fantasmic. Tonight, our friend and host, Mickey Mouse, uses his vivid imagination to create magical imagery for all to enjoy. Nothing is more wonderful than the imagination. For in a moment, you can experience a beautiful fantasy or an exciting adventure. But beware, nothing is more powerful than the imagination, for it can also expand your greatest fears into an overwhelming nightmare. Are the powers of Mickey's incredible imagination strong enough and bright enough to withstand the evil forces that invade Mickey's dream? You are about to find out. This voice is the talented Linda Gary. You may not know her name, but you have heard her voiceover work before in a few Disney television shows from the 80s, including Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, Tailspin, and The Little Mermaid series. She also lent her voice to some non-Disney properties over the years, including Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo and The Smurfs. But this opening narration isn't the only place you hear her voice. She also voices Maleficent in the show. The show takes place in one of Mickey Mouse's dreams. First, we watch as Mickey conducts dancing fountains and shoots sparks from his fingertips. Then, with magic, he raises giant mist screens and other characters join him both on stage and on screen. It's a beautiful show filled with amazing imagery and excitement. 
The show scenes at this point vary by park. You can see characters from Pocahontas on stage at Walt Disney World, the Black Pearl with Jack Sparrow in the updated Disneyland version, as well as Aladdin and Jasmine on the magic carpet, and in Tokyo there are some giant Lion King characters. After that, all three shows have a princess medley, with several princesses and their princes dancing together on floating barges. But then, as you are feeling at peace with romance in the air, the villains start invading Mickey's dream, and he's forced to face them. This plays out slightly differently in each version, but spoiler alert, Mickey Mouse wins every time with the power of his imagination. Every park has a version of the huge Maleficent dragon in the climax. It's so cool and one of the best parts of the show. Last time we saw the show at Hollywood Studios, we were sitting in the first row and when Maleficent set the water on fire with her dragon's breath, we could feel the heat. It was so amazing. In my opinion, Fantasmic is a can't-miss nighttime spectacular. So if you've never seen it before, be sure to check it out on your next visit to either Disneyland, Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, or Tokyo Disney Sea. And since each show has unique sets, show scenes, and special effects, I recommend seeing all of them at least once. Well, I hope you enjoyed that quick look into the history and backstory of Fantasmic. I know I really enjoyed researching and recording this one, and I learned a whole lot about the show that I didn't know before. Also, I think it's so cool that there are three different versions of the show out there right now. I've only seen two of them though, but a trip to Tokyo is definitely on my Disney bucket list. And I can't wait to get back to Disneyland to see their new, updated version of Fantasmic. Although the Peter Pan segment was my favorite part of any version of the show, it looks like the new Pirates of the Caribbean segment that replaced it is pretty awesome too. So what's your favorite version of Fantasmic? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey in Minutes. This episode was part 3 of my ongoing 9 part Mickey 90 series. It's going to be a total of 9 10 minute episodes of Mickey in Minutes to celebrate 90 years of Mickey Mouse. You can go back and listen to part 1 all about the new Mickey 90 merchandise and part 2 about all the places you can meet Mickey Mouse at Walt Disney World on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, or straight from MickeyInMinutes.com. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at MickeyInMinutes, Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos, and check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye! Some imagination, huh?